0: Welcome to Gone Again Podcast with Robin and Kelly. We're a couple of travel agents who always seem to find ourselves gone again on vacation.
1: This episode, we're going to
0: learn all about Robin's trip on the Galactic Star Cruiser. So grab your mouse tool, whether it be a glass of wine or water, and be our guest. My <laughs> oh,
1: oh you're in. so me! <laughs> Aww. <laughs> She's so excited about your trip, your voyage on the Star Cruiser.
0: Yeah. So I will start off by saying we know it's closing. Yeah. So I'm going to be really uh, transparent. So I would say if you're going, don't listen to this.
1: (laughs) Got it. And I think we, you know, we wanted to talk about it. Like, yes, we understand that it's closing and most of the voyages are sold out. So this is very niche right now but I think it's also important to talk about because we don't know what's going to happen with this hotel after this experience closes like there were some teasers yesterday on Facebook I don't know if you saw that they but felt like, rumor mill like they didn't feel real right and and we've said before like we will never we will never talk about rumors because that's just not what we do and so I don't want to speculate anything but there were lots of rumors flying yesterday. So, but I th- I still think it's cool. And I think it's something to, to learn about. Like, I mean, you've said before multiple times, you are not a Star Wars fan. It is not your thing. Um, But you did this, honestly, you and two other agents with Unlocking the Magic Travel booked it before you knew it was closing because there was a baller annual pass holder rate. Yeah. So you guys booked it, like, What did they tell you pre-arrival? Because this is not like you just show up at a hotel.
0: No, no. And I will say, like, I don't know much about Star Wars. Like, not only am I not a fan, like, hadn't seen the movies prior to signing up. We were like, me and a couple other agents, Jen and Katie, were like, hey, let's go do this because we, um, like, I don't know enough to sell it. So I've never, you know talk to clients about it. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my clients in a position of something I don't understand. Right. <laughs> so right. Then, it, then it was like, Oh, they're closing it. And then we had the conversation of like, do we still go? Like, is it worth the money? And we decided, you know what? Like, I think so much of this podcast has been not only like the sharing what we know, but it's also for me been like an audio photo album of like our trips. And I love it. Like just kind of recording what we've done, snapshots in time, like, you know, going back like in 50 years when people are going to be like, Hey, remember all these pictures we took with masks on at Disney world? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, let's just go and experience it. And I had done the full training that Disney provided us. And I will tell you, I was completely shocked. We, first of all, um, about a week after I booked it, I get a phone call from our, um, our cruise director. So Disney approached the star cruiser as if it were a cruise. So there's a, you show up because the ship is leaving and you don't leave until the ship gets back. Same as if you're like going to port Canaveral, getting on a boat, you show up, you know, it's not like you check in whenever you want on check-in day, you have your port arrival time. So I get a phone call and the cruise director of our, our sailing is explaining this to me. And I'm like. So I'm driving in traffic. I didn't know I was going to get like a phone call from Disney. Like what? I don't understand all this stuff I need to know. Um, and she's like, don't worry. We're going to follow up with an email. Um, and I was like, uh-huh. Sure, Disney. You always follow up with an email. Uh, yep, they did. So like already very unique that I get the email they said I was going to get in the time that uh-huh. I get it. Um, but basically she said she was like, look, you need to log into the Play Disney app. Um, we've now got your your cruises set up and when you log in you need to start thinking about your character um think about your backstory think about where you're from um and then she also told us make sure you're not an existing character in the star wars world be your own person Um, you couldn't be princess leia i mean you could be but um she also sent me like a a timeline so the star cruiser voyage happens between movie eight and nine. So like Darth Vader is dead. Princess Leia is like general. mm, Leia. She had a different name. (laughs) Yeah. I can't think of what it is. Yeah. So, um, I know like our star Wars friends are like probably now like screaming at me in their car.
1: (laughs) Probably. But, uh,
0: You know, so it would be awkward because you don't know what your voyage is going to be like and you don't know who you're going to interact with. So to be a character that may be in the storyline would be like really awkward and play funny. So um, my character, I ended up deciding I was going to be a droid marketing specialist. So my job was if you had a droid you'd like to sell, I would talk about their personality and create a social media presence for them uh, to, to sell your droid for more money than, than it may be worth. Um, so that was like, I could then talk about and what she, she kind of coached me through in this phone call. She was like, you know, try and make as much of it, like about your real life as you kind of can within a star Wars vocabulary. So that way you don't have to like memorize this huge, like storyline. Um, you know, you just can kind of play in with like star Wars lingo. And so I ended up, Uh, My character was from Naboo, which is um, a capital city, I'm told. And so since I'm from D.C., I was like, well, that's kind of like all the senators and, you know, empire people go to the capital city. So I can talk about that. And um, it was it was great to kind of be able to have that duality of playing your real life and then, you know, put it in the Star Wars context. Um, But I was I was very nervous because I'm like, I still don't know. (coughs) star wars so what did jen and katie do we're, we're um, their so jen was a galactic travel agent so <laughs> she was you know she's just there to observe and you know help her her galactic traveling clients mm-hmm. um katie uh for those who know katie She's been on our podcast before. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she's our, our friend who's an agent that um, really kind of specializes in special needs travel. When Katie has a theme, um, she she really <laughs> runs with the theme. So we decided she was Cadme, which was Padme's long lost uh, cousin, who she'd recently taken a Galactic 23andMe test and found out she was <laughs> Padme's like second cousin, and so we had traveled to Naboo to pick up her inheritance, which is how we were affording this vacation, using uh, Cad May's inheritance. So, like,
1: I, I feel, I feel like we need to reiterate the fact that this is not your normal Disney hotel stay. Like, this no. is a full-on experience. It's what like cosplay
0: and character well, so, development
1: like it's yeah it's legit
0: and I will say too like Jen went kind of like she had some really cute dresses for dinner but like didn't make up a story she just kind of like went you know and and mm. you know her story was like she's a travel agent um, and she had a great time um, I kind of was like middle of the road I wore like overalls because I thought that's like what a droid person would wear <laughs> Um, I had like some ish of a story. Um, and then you had Katie who literally special ordered costumes by sending her measurements into some cosplay company. And we all three at the three different levels were able
1: to fully participate, yeah. And and not just you guys were like kind of three different levels, but I would assume that most people. We're on some one of those three
0: levels. Yes. It was, it was fascinating. There was a ton, a ton of families there where you could tell there were like two out of the four people love star Wars and the other two people love their family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the best part was when you saw these, like really the only people that I think had issues with the cosplay were like the teenagers that were like too cool. Yeah, you know? but like you'd get those if you took them to Epcot like they're too cool to be there you know like they're mm-hmm. going to be that way wherever they're at Right. Uh, but the cast interacted with these teens so intensely that it became so awkward for the teens not to play along that by the end of the trip they were in some form of character playing along well that's good The cast was so... Not only just great at the acting, but, like, the interpersonal skills of, like, pulling these kids who were kind of, like, in a shell or, you know, whatever, like, pulling them out. It was great to see that.
1: Yeah. And I think one thing to bring up, like, when you and I talked about your experience afterwards, you said, like, they're just not cast members. Like, these are actors and actresses that play a part. Yeah. And, you know it's very unfortunate with the closing. Like these people are all going to lose that job, you know, hopefully something else comes along, but you know, they're, they're not going to have that experience that they've developed. And like, I mean, it'd be like being on a TV show that gets canceled.
0: I have no idea
1: what that's like, but I think that would suck.
0: Yeah. It, Um, I will say like, I mean, we'll get to this, I guess at the end, but it was such an experience and I'm not a star Wars fan. Like I am so sad for this cast. Yeah. Like it is, it is devastating to see how hard they have put their heart and soul into this entire experience. I mean, yeah. even down to when we drove up. So I didn't real again, like I didn't know any of this stuff because it wasn't in the training, but Disney um, part of your cost covers valet parking or your airport transfer. So we had a rental car, so we drove up, and even the guys at the gate, the normal security guys that you would run into, you pull up to any Disney resort, you know, they scan your magic band, and he's like, oh, do you have any, any blasters, phasers, uh, yeah, he like goes through this whole list of, like, Star Wars weapons, mm-hmm. and I'm like, nope, and he's like, mm, you're not very trustworthy. <laughs> then proceeds to check our car for, like, weapons using, like, some incredibly fake-looking metal detector. Like, mm-hmm. he was clearly playing this part. Right. But even down to the security guard was in on the experience. So the moment you pull up, he is, you know, you are immersed in it. Yeah. And like you said, you had a very specific
1: arrival time, right? Like, yeah, you you couldn't just show up at 11 o'clock and be like, well, we just want to walk around and use the amenities. Like, that's not okay.
0: That just is not how this works. Right. So you have a very strict arrival time. Um, we got there and we were like the third in line. Um, Cause you know, if you can rope drop something, we would. And so we get there and uh, you're kind of waiting in line talking to what I would like. is like a front desk kind of person. But they are fully deep into the Star Wars story. They have a Star Wars name. Their name tag doesn't say like where they're from on Earth. It has like a Star Wars like place on their name tag. Um, and they're like chit-chatting and getting your story kind mm. of while you're in line. But they're doing it in such a way that I didn't realize it was happening. Yeah. And then when we would be like, like we'd ask, she'd ask us a question and it was like kind of Star Wars related. And I was like. I have no idea what you're talking about. She'd be like, Oh, but I, I think what you mean to say is, and then she would like, tell me the answer. And I'm like, that's exactly what I meant. hundred yes, percent. That is. <laughs> How did you know? Right. And then she was making notes about our character in the system while we're standing in line. Mm-hmm. So then the minute we get into the hotel, they know who we are. They know our story. They know our names, where we're from. Like, And even down to the point, I mean, I give them so much credit. We were three white women all about the same age and all together. And you had a Jen, a Robin, and a Katie. We didn't have, like, I guess my name's kind of unique-ish. But they knew all three of us apart immediately. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you told me these three women, here are their three, like, standard, like, girl names, I would not have known them apart. (laughs) You were probably taking your picture. Yeah oh yeah I mean it was it was great and you go in um and you go through like one party at a time and they like walk you very slowly in because people want to take pictures by like the halcyon logo and all this stuff but you get on a transport and go up to the ship so because the transport only has so many seats you can't like not everybody can go whenever they want you have to go at your arrival time because there's not enough room um and then when it opens up, it's like you've been transported and you, you're now on like the atrium of this spaceship. And there's humanoid looking people. There's alien looking people. Uh, there's some first order people. There's uh, some like resistance people. So you kind of like walking in, and, like you're immediately like bam in the story. Um, so it was, it was really cool. And I had thought, you know, through the play Disney app ahead of time that you could kind of pick your sides. So you could either be resistance force or smuggler, but they actually had a fourth one that I wasn't prepared for. And it was like, um, understanding the force and like protecting the force. So that's the one I went with not being like a super star Wars fan. I was like, let me go with the, the one that doesn't really exist in the star Wars world. Cause that's less likely for me to mess up. Um, And so you answer these questions because different cast members on the ship are texting you in the app and how you answer and how quickly you do the things they ask you changes your storyline. So all three of us had different stories and different tasks based upon how we were completing the things we were asked to do.
1: Did Um, it feel rushed though? I mean, like you're getting texts, you're getting assignments. Like, did it feel like Yeah, rushed. I mean, did you have ample time to do that, but still enjoy the hotel? So I
0: felt rushed because I didn't understand what was happening. Mm -hmm. After the first night, and we were back in the room, and it was kind of like we were debriefing amongst each other. I totally realized what they were doing. And this is where I'll get into like the spoiler stuff. Um, So there's like four or five different storylines that are going on. And the same storyline, like that a segment will repeat over and over again. So you can tap in and out and do all the storylines at one time. So like, for example, Chewie got on board. He snuck on board to help us because the first order had taken over the ship. Um, Sneaking Chewie on board happened a couple of different times. So if you sat back and watched, you could kind of see this pattern unfolding. But that way, if you're off doing, say... You know, a, a task for the the captain of the ship who's trying to like keep the, the, um, what do you call them? The phasers, the laser beams, the, you know, the things you shoot other ships with. I am just letting you go with this. Like, I'm laughing so hard. Like, I don't know what they're called, like the phaser beams, like in the shields. So, you could be off doing something and like helping the captain in the engineering room, maintain the ship. And there were like these puzzles you could do to like keep the engine running. And then you could tap out and participate in the sneaking Chewy on board okay. or there would be a group sneaking Chewy on board while you're in the engineering room. And then you all would flip. So the, the story, once we realized if you kind of slowed down actually, and just followed your storyline, if you stayed kind of consistent, you actually would get to do everything. They were kind of like organized chaos moving people through all of the experience stations. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of pictured as like a little league like baseball practice or soccer practice where like you you got stations. Right. You've got different stations, but like nobody actually knows what they're doing at the stations, but you're there. That's kind of how it felt the first day. Yeah. Um, and then by day two is when you get to go into Batu, and so you'd really kind of pick side by the morning of day two, and so your job in Batu kind of, Kelly, if you liked bounty hunting, this Would was like a whole nother level. <laughs> Clearly, I do. So, <laughs> so all of those crates and the ships and the light post, everything in Batu, is something that you don't realize until you're like playing the galactic star cruiser game and there's puzzles all over them. So when you scan these little codes or you you scan a crate, the system recognizes what crate you're at and you either have to hack into the system or unscramble a radio frequency or snag some secret cargo. Like um, Batu has like a totally different experience for me now that I know why all these cargo things are laying around Mm -hmm. and the light posts. Like there's a reason there's like multiple light posts in a certain order, because when you walk all through all three of them, it creates like this tripod satellite to send, you know, the resistance a message, um, stuff like that.
1: So with your voyage, you got a, a ticket essentially to Hollywood studios, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you,
0: did or didn't leave galaxy's edge so you can if you want to um we can talk about the food in a minute but i was really hungry because i don't <laughs> like star wars food so um woody's lunch box was just like right it was right there yeah so i i mean mobile ordered some tater tots <laughs> so nobody's gonna stop you if you wanted to like go do something else
1: did you have a certain time frame when you could be in Hollywood Studios and when you
0: had to get back? So the final transport was at 4 p.m. Um, that's when you get in the boxcar and drive to the, back to the hotel. But you don't realize it. You know, um, it, it kept you immersed. You never saw the truck. You know, you kind of had your own. It was really cool because you had your own exit and entrance in Batu, And they had... Um, like ice bottled water there so you could tap in and out and like pick up free water constantly and they would just keep replenishing it um we got a free like snack credit and dining credit so it was kind of like an inch into the dining plan of how that's gonna work um but we didn't have a park reservation because we didn't come in through the gate so like i couldn't buy genie plus for example yeah because i I mean, I guess I, in theory, I could have booked a park reservation on my annual pass, but I never scanned into the park.
1: So like, how does that work though with Rise of the Resistance? Like, were you able to write it? Did you get priority access to it or anything like
0: that? So when we first, like when the first phone call came through that was like, okay, you know, hey, I'm your captain or your cruise director, go to play Disney. They loaded in our My Disney Experience, uh, Rise of the Resistance and the Millennium Falcon. Okay, so, so those were in there, like, and it really looked like the old FastPass systems because it said the specific name and like the way. I was like, "Y'all, this technology's still there, it's still here." Save that for another episode, Robin. Yep. But we actually, um, Jen and I, ended up not riding Rise and not riding Smugglers because we were having so much fun completing the missions and. We figured we could ride rides anytime. I'm telling you, you need to go bounty hunting with me.
1: Yeah, it's so fun.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, it's. It was so cool to see all the stuff, and I'm sure bounty hunting is is just as fun. Um, but yeah, we actually were like, you know, actually, let's not do the rides. Let's let's do the stuff that we can't do mm-hmm. normally um jen used her food credit to get the ronto roasters breakfast yeah that's good Um, good yeah so she went with that and then it was storming really really bad like there was a ton of lightning and stuff but it made it great because then like nobody was in the park so we were kind of like little kids running around completing all of our (laughs) um our tasks and those
1: were all in the play disney app Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there were even cool things, like, we had to go to Oga's, and you know... um, Oh, you had to go to Oga's. Shoot. Right. Right? Um, Because the coasters at Oga's... Like, I've always seen those coasters, and Mike always brings them. I'm like, I've those freaking coaster in this house. We don't even have a coffee table. Why do we have all these coasters? (laughs) But the coasters are actually... A code, and so these coasters I've been looking at for years actually have a code on them that apply to the Star Cruiser.
1: Of course, like N- nothing is non intentional. We've talked no. about that with other stuff. Like there's
0: always intent I know. with everything they do. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. We went. Then we went back. We probably went back at like one o'clock. Um, just because oh, it no, was, was raining. Cool. Yeah. And um, we had kind of figured we'd gotten the full gist of, you know, the task in um, in Galaxy's Edge. And so we wanted to really go back to the ship because we heard that it was a great time to, like, explore the ship because everybody's in Galaxy's Edge. And we ended up getting invited to a free drink tasting. Nice. Yeah. So it was really cool. Um, they had four different drinks. And we learned all about. You know the fuzzy tauntaun and ogres that like makes you lip numb? That makes your lip numb?
1: Yes. I may have heard about it. Uh-huh. A few times. Mm-hmm. may have accidentally like had it go up my nose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> the worst. Don't do it. Oh. Uh, but she explained to us, so the bartender gave us this whole Star Wars lesson on alcohol. You know, since they don't have vineyards there. Like the alcohol comes from other places and talked about this thing called a kill scale, which is a zero to five scale that all drinks are measured on. Uh, Water is a zero and like acid is a five and humans can't drink anything above a 3.6. And the fuzzy tauntaun is a 3.7. So that's why we have that reaction. It was like... (laughs) <laughs> like, even the stories behind the individual drinks. Right. Like, stellar. Right. So stellar. I mean, and then it was, I got four free drinks, so that was pretty sweet.
1: So, included in this voyage, though, was the food. Yes. Right? Like, uh, your meals, but your your alcoholic beverages were not included. Correct. So, from what I've seen in pictures, like, the food is not your standard food
0: no
1: Mm -mm. um do you want to talk a little bit about that (laughs) you don't need to tell everybody about the text you sent me but like um I mean it's just not your normal food and I know that if you have a child with you I read that like they would bring you normal-ish food I think right like if you had a kid that wanted chicken tenders like they would bring it
0: um no Yes. Footnote. They're not normal. Yeah. Like, the chicken tenders were, like, breaded in Rice Krispie Treat. Or, like, Rice Krispie. So, it was, like, kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. And then everything had blue dye in it. <laughs> everything had blue dye in it. And I was unaware, I am apparently allergic to blue dye. Because I don't like blue raspberry flavoring, so I've never really eaten things that were like that fake candy blue yeah Um, but I'm telling you the desserts the meats the sauces the shrimp the salad dressing it was everything was blue and if it was purple it was because it had red berries with blue dye and I was violently (laughs) ill (laughs) I'm not laughing but because like that sucks That is just not okay. (laughs) It was so bad. So, like, the second night for dinner, our waitress (laughs) comes over, and bless her heart, she, like, looked at me, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, look, I know this is closing. I'm like, I'm in. Like, I am here. I am not missing a moment, but I might need to go to the bathroom in the middle of
1: dinner. So, like. Like, I need something with non-blue dye. And I was
0: like, do you have buttered noodles? Like, regular not blue noodles. Yellow <laughs> spaghetti. Noodles. And she was like, Oh, absolutely. So she goes back and like the chef was like he came out and he was like, Are you are you allergic to something? I was like, Well, I think potentially. I'm gonna tell you, I think I am. Yeah. Um they were very kind. <laughs> they gave me a bowl of buttered noodles. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am at this four course meal with shrimp cocktail and filet and like this beautifully cooked chicken and I was like I'm just gonna sit here and eat (laughs) butter noodles and then she was like do you want anything to drink and I was like (laughs) sprite can I have some saltines too please (laughs) just make sure they're not blue and then they had like snacks out throughout the day and they had like goldfish and so like I think for like 36 hours I ate butter noodles soda and goldfish (laughs) it's like you had the flu yeah Uh. and i will tell you it was so funny so jen texts me after she gets home because we had like you know i was in good humor about it like it what are you gonna do you know and at some point like we're sitting there i was like oh i gotta go to the bathroom y'all save my seat jen texts you and she gets home (laughs) she apparently developed a similar allergy it just took her body a little while longer to realize. Yep. We I, don't
1: eat blue. I can imagine what that's like. So lunch and dinner was a buffet, right? Like, so you could kind of pick and choose. It wasn't a pre Brec- menu.
0: Breakfast and lunch were dinner. Both nights was sit-down dinner.
1: Okay. And then you were also telling me that you had a dessert party.
0: Yeah. So the final night... um, was like a celebration of the storyline ending um and it was a dessert party and i got real excited and i was like sweet i love disney dessert parties and i go downstairs and everything has blue dye in it oh my god (laughs) so did not attend the dessert party
1: that's such a bummer
0: (laughs) so you know i think something i would say like the hotel itself like i know it doesn't have a pool It doesn't need a pool, honestly. Like, I would go back and do, like, three or four nights there and, like, immerse myself in the story and be okay with no pool. Um, The the quality of the immersion was, like, through the roof, you know. But I would tell people, like, you should pack snacks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, at one point... I went up to one of the cast members because we were having this whole joke that I'd missed this one thing. because so I had to like go to the bathroom and she's like, Oh, you, you made it back. And I was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, um, what is the star Wars version of Uber eats? And does McDonald's deliver intergalactically? <laughs>
1: I think I would have been like stocking up on all the candy and trail mix, whatever I could find at Hollywood studios.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If I didn't know ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, and you know, they didn't really search your stuff. Right. So like you could have easily brought snacks and drinks and stuff. You had like a fridge in the room. It was like a standard hotel room as far as amenities went. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I definitely, nobody told me to bring snacks. I would have brought some snacks. <laughs> Does Instacart deliver? <laughs> I order some Lunchables, please.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's so hard um but you also got to do some other fun experiences while you were on your voyage
0: yeah so um there's two kind of big experiences that are outside the storyline that everybody gets to do and so the same way you had like a reservation for like rise and smugglers run you also had reservations that showed up in your account for lightsaber training and bridge training Um, I will tell you, Kelly, there were so many times I was like, oh my God, if Leo and Ellie were here, they would have the time of their life. This lightsaber training was so phenomenal. I, I like, part of me, I don't want to talk about it in case they keep it around. Yeah.
1: But can we pour one out for the Jedi training that was at Hollywood studios? That's now gone. Like, yeah. Leo loved that it was basically like lightsaber training and a lot of kids got to participate and it was so great. I don't know why that's gone or why it hasn't come back.
0: Yeah. You could easily
1: take these cast members and
0: go do that with them. I mean,
1: I I picture what you were telling me about that to be kind of like what the, what was it? The trials of Templar or something was the the Jedi training. Yeah.
0: This Um, was, it was really cool.
1: Oh yeah. So, like, I know there was something that if you wanted to reserve Savi's or Droid Depot when you were on the Galactic Star Cruiser, like, is that something that they set up for you ahead of time? Or did you have your own lightsaber? Did they provide them? Like, how did that all work? So,
0: these lightsabers, you remember that commercial a few years ago that came out with, like, the lightsaber and everybody was like, oh, that lightsaber looks real? And then they were like, just kidding, you can't buy it? Yeah. Right. That's the lightsaber you got to use. Oh, that's cool. So like you held this lightsaber and when you press the button, it like lit up like a lightsaber and it like kind of vibrated. And mm-hmm. so it felt like what you kind of imagined a lightsaber would feel like. Um, And it was like heavy, like kind of felt like a baseball bat. Like it was so much better than anything I've seen come out of Savis. Like it's just like some technology. Yeah. Um, so just to get to like hold that and be like, and take a picture of yourself like turning it on You're like this was the commercial everybody oohed over look at me get mm-hmm. the so that was kind of like a nerd out moment i absolutely love sure but they had you were in a room and there were only like 12 or 15 people so it was really like an intimate kind of thing it wasn't you know when it was the kids doing the jedi training it was like all of them and then the parents trying to take pictures and right you know this was much more organized um but if you wanted to do Savi's or Oga's, you just told them, like, day of, And they were like, okay, we got you in. Weird how that works. Right? Yeah. no. Star Cruiser people apparently can always get reservations. Same with Oga's. They were like, yeah, you just walk up and, and show, like, you have this little thing on your data pad. your and- VIP badge. Right. And then you go into Oga's. Like... So, mm-hmm. bougie. Kind of like when we went on that VIP tour and we're like, mm, we're, VIP. Yeah. we're VIP.
1: Like I said, it's like Wayne and Girth on Wayne's World when they're flashing their
0: badges. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. But the lightsaber training, so it was like multiple rounds and he like taught you like the right stance. And this technology, you know how I am. I don't like to think about how it works. But there was like a laser and you like took the lightsaber and like put it in the laser beam and then it like shot something and you like felt your laser your lightsaber vibrate and that's how you knew you'd like made the right pose so you go through a bunch of these like training modules and the lightsaber like responds and it kind of feels like you know in baseball like when you bunt you kind of like feel that like from the ball that's Mm -hmm. what the lightsaber like had a response like when this like training lightsaber like hit you it was so like 4d sensory kind of experience but then he turns all the lights off and he was like use the force and the wall has like a slight twinkle and if you kind of you remember those illusion pictures that if you like zoomed the right way in a book you could like see a picture yeah that's how the wall is in this thing and if you can get your eyes to adjust just right the force being this image on the wall tells you where the like where to put your lightsaber oh that's cool and so if you're watching on video you can't see that so it looks like you just kind of are using the force doing what you're supposed to do um so cool Cool, I absolutely loved it. And then you did bridge training, that was the other piece.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, You got to go onto the ship's bridge and put the ship in like hyper speed or warp speed or the the one where the lights go real fast. That one, and then uh, uh, warp speed, right? I don't
1: know, like, I don't know. Anyway, we're fired. Uh, Every single Star Wars fan is like, what.
0: I'm sure I'm like half using Star Trek lingo and people are like, it's wrong! Oh, sorry, it's everybody. It's possible. <laughs> but there were four different stations and you got to kind of learn how to control different pieces of the ship. And so with the storyline, you want me to tell you about the storyline? You're probably sure. not going to go. <clears throat> so the first order is taken over your ship and you find out that the crew is resistant. And you are helping them if you choose. I mean, I guess you could choose to be on the first order side, but helping them basically weed out the resistance, the weed out the first order so they can continue their mission, which is to take this like power source to the resistance station somewhere. And the first order finds out that you're resistance and they take over the bridge, and you have to use your training from your bridge lesson to like beat the first order and uh you get to like shoot the tie fighters you get to like collect cargo you have to work on the shields like <clears throat> it's like suddenly all this training you had done in a previous session like mattered in the outcome of the storyline
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was really really kind of cool to be like oh wait these games like actually mattered in the storyline so that was fun <clears throat> um and then in the end, you sneak Rey on board, and she then fights Kylo Ren. And they have this huge lightsaber scene, which is right before the dessert party. <clears throat> and you know, when their lightsabers touch, right, they like make that like spark or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they did that. So there was like some kind of pyrotechnics in these lightsabers. They turned into like real life sparklers. I don't know how they did it. And then when the lightsaber would like hit the banister or the wall or something, you know, in Rise, how like when they shoot the laser beams, it like lights on the wall. Right. It did that here. Cool. The timing of their fight had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like it was it was like I was watching a Star Wars movie being made in front of me. It was unreal.
1: And if you have that like that feeling, imagine what someone who is a major Star Wars fan right. felt like.
0: Oh, there were people crying. Oh, I believe it. Like, the way I am at Happily Ever After yeah. is how some of these people were. And you could just tell that this was what they had lived their whole life for. But the story was so standalone that if you just showed up and didn't know what you were doing, you could buy into the story. You didn't need in-depth All Star Wars mm-hmm. experience which I thought was like such an artful balance. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Um, and then in the very end, so the resistance wins, right? Like Ray obviously beats Kylo Ren. Cause you go on to have movie nine. So, you know, that's gotta happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the captain gets up and throughout the, the, the like performance, they call out people by name that helped along the voyage, different sides. So, Lieutenant Croy from the first order, like calls out by name, the passengers who've like helped him and Ray calls out the passengers who helped her. And, you know, Chewy points out the people that helped him. And so everybody at some point in the crowd, if you participated, like got recognized for their work. That's fun. And they like knew where you were in the audience. So like at one point Ray points at me and like thanked me and I was like, how does she know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> like total star struck moment, but the captain gets up and I will tell you, I cried at this point where the captain gets up and she gives this speech and she was like, you know, now that, you know, we've gotten the first order out, we still have friends on board with us who are siding with the first order. And she goes on and gives a speech about how everybody in the moment is doing the best they can with the information they have. And the only way to get through these challenging times is through community and being together. And just because somebody's on a different side, doesn't mean you can't befriend them. It doesn't mean they aren't doing the best they can in the moment. And it doesn't mean you aren't doing the best you can in the moment. Perfect. It was this, and I'm sitting here like, Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I was, you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, wait, is Disney talking about Star Wars or is Disney talking about America? (laughs) The climate of the world right now. Right. I was just like, "Whoa!" it was like, and you know, we're all sitting like everybody's crying. The kids are having a blast. Like it was, it was such a good ending um, that you just like, I want to go back. I'm like so mad. I can't go back.
1: I know. I just, you and I have talked about this multiple times. And now that you've done it, I feel like you can honestly say it just wasn't marketed the right way. Correct. We, you know, as travel agents, like we were never given really an opportunity to check it out. But I, I don't know. It just, the price was very expensive. And for our family, it just didn't work in our budget when we have annual passes and we have DVC points. Like, it was really hard to shell out that kind of money for a trip like that and not really knowing what we were getting. And, you know, now that you've done it, you you text me, you're like, I'm so sad that this is closing because I feel like I could really help people book this experience and enjoy it now that I've done it.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I'm like a walking billboard of like openly like, I hate Star Wars, but you know, like if I never go into galaxy's edge on a trip, I don't feel like I've missed out. Right. And if I'm sitting here like, um, hello, could you please like, if they'd had like a bounce back rate of like, bring your family, I would have put money down before I left. Yeah. Like, and seeing, yeah, I totally, yeah. The marketing piece because the cast, this is not the college program kids who are dressed up in a themed outfit. These are professional actors and not just memorizing a script, but the improv, the memorization, the storytelling, like, I don't, I don't even know how to properly, like, I've never experienced that, you know, I walk in and everybody knows my name. Like, it it was, it was so, it was so good that these professional actors, I, I totally see where the expense is because you can't pay minimum wage, you know, to somebody who's expected to have this level of professionalism and skill. Um, Yeah. Even down to the bartenders, the bell services people, even at one point, the housekeeper, she's like going around, you know, cleaning rooms up on the day we're at Batu. And um, she was like, Oh, Robin, I needed to give you something. Pulls out from her pocket, this message from um the captain for me of a mission i needed to go do from the housekeeper what <laughs> like every single employee on this thing was an actor
1: that's so crazy
0: yeah it was sick like i uh, i am completely heartbroken that it's closing i know and i i'm so frustrated cuz yeah had they given us A chance to go on it and even just like a lottery system or you know every agency only got a few slots and then took back what they knew like oh i i hope that they they don't tear it down and they keep it in some way because it is it is stellar
1: yeah well do you have anything else you want to talk about with the galactic star cruiser
0: Uh, I don't know it was great it was
1: like a whirlwind two nights I know
0: Yeah, I do I think it was too like on one hand it felt just the right length for the current story but I think if you're going to fly down and do it yeah it needed to be longer I think to pull people in it's also Mm -hmm. too short to, to sell I I don't have a great tip this week other than don't eat blue food
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. And
0: I mean, you did
1: say like, it would be a great, I don't know if you want me to, to do your tip of the week that you kind of thought about, but like, it would be a great thing to do with a split stay with Disney World. Um, You know, I know you guys arrived a night early, which I think is good. Kind of like what we recommend with cruises. Like, don't try to fly in that day because if you miss your arrival time, like, It's not going to be good. Not that the ship is going to leave you, but I don't know. Like, it would just be good to arrive the night before you're supposed to check in. You know, you can do any type of resort, but it would be a nice split stay between the Star Cruiser and another Disney resort. And then you could do the other parks at that time, too. Yeah, totally. And we know Robin loves split stays, so.
0: (laughs) I did a split stay for this, and I still would recommend it. You did three, didn't you? No, just oh no. do the same. Okay. Yeah we, yeah, we flew down, stayed at Riviera, and then went over the next day. Okay. Oh, the other thing didn't tell us. I don't even know if I told you this. So I get a call like 9 o'clock the night we're at Riviera. So we're supposed to go to the Star Cruiser the next day. And it's the front desk letting me know that they received an intergalactic message that I would be going on the Halcyon. And that they would not be making me check out on time, that I could stay in my room at Riviera until I was ready to go over to the Star Cruiser. Well, that's nice. And I was on DBC points. Interesting. I was like, why didn't you tell anybody this? Right. Because huh. I answered, and I was even, I was like, well, I'm on points, So I assumed I couldn't get a late checkout. And she's like, no, no, no. Intergalactic powers can do a lot.
1: Whoa. I was like, oh. Can I get them in my my regular
0: life? Right. So, (laughs) yeah, all these things that I'm like, if you had done even just one weekend that was, Mm -hmm. like, all travel agents and not, like, not these, I mean, they're great, right? Like, we follow the the influencers, but, Mm -hmm. like, I think everybody takes what they say with a grain of salt because they're not paying to do it. Right
1: now, there are some that I follow that did not pay for the Star Cruiser, and I think you might follow the same one. And she and her family are big, big, big Star Wars fans. And I think maybe she was hosted, and then she and her family have done it like two times, and they booked another one. Like,
0: and she's going on the last one. Yes. Yeah.
1: The very last one. So you can imagine. Huh.
0: That one has to be hosted. I don't. You think?
1: I don't know. What's She's the very up front about it? I don't know. I guess we'll but see.
0: I guess with her, I had assumed she loved it so much because they love Star Wars. Yes. Right. Like, I don't know. Not to give myself more like clout or anything, but like, I don't like Star Wars, and I loved it. And I would tell my family to drop money on this.
1: So imagine being a Star Wars fan, like yeah. she and her family. I mean, she posted pictures on Instagram of her boys sobbing when they had to leave because they didn't want to leave. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. It just makes me sad that this experience did not work out the way that it was it was going to or supposed to. But Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. So thanks for telling us all about your trip. Like it was so interesting to hear it from your perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm I apologize for whatever Star Wars Lingo I got wrong.
1: It's all good. It's all good. So. Don't forget, well, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead, you know, follow us, like us, all the things. We would really appreciate it.
0: And as Walt Disney said, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So let us know if you need help planning your next trip. Probably not on a Star Cruiser, though. Let the Force be with you, though. All right, Bright Make sun. the Force. <laughs> Bright Sun. That was my
1: my church upbringing. <laughs> and also with you. and with your spirit
0: alright thanks
1: bye